It's the last show before the Macworld Expo begins. It's just lonely David Cohen and myself, Tim Robertson. My Mac Podcast 216. You're listening to the MyMac.com podcast with your host, Tim Robertson. And it's time for the MyMac podcast. Hello, David Cohen. Lonely. I'm so lonely. You're so lonely all the way over oh. there in the UK. Well, I'm going to be more lonely <laughs> next week. Yeah, you know, one of your uh, your buds that you spent some time with us a couple weeks ago, he's flying all the way to San Francisco this uh this next week, I'm looking forward to seeing him, and you know who I'm talking about. Uh, that will be the Beej, BJ. BJ, he's the, yeah. the world-famous BJ. He's a huge Mac user, although, you know, I've been reading his twits every now and then, and uh, he stopped using his iPhone. He went with something else. I don't know what to yeah, think got, about that. He got, he got a BlackBerry. He got a BlackBerry Bold. Yeah. Um, so if it works good uh, for you, that's all that really matters, isn't it? Absolutely. I, I, think, I think he uses it because... Um, it's a corporate email thing. It's not so much, you know. Yeah, I know. Um, and, it, and I've got to say, actually, you know, the, the BlackBerry Bold does have a very nice screen, and it's it's not bad as a as a kind of a you know an alternative to the iPhone if you like something with a with a full keyboard. I do miss a full keyboard. That's one of the things on the iPhone I wish it did have, but. You know, I guess that's uh, maybe that's, next week. Maybe next week. No, I don't think we're going to see it a refresh of the <laughs> iPhone. Do you? Uh, I'd be surprised. I'd be. Uh, I'd be amazed. I don't. I, but I. I just don't see it happening for a number of reasons. Not the least of which is, if, if it was going to be a refresh on the iPhones, I think that Steve Jobs would definitely be on stage to talk about it. And as we know, he will not be on stage next week. Uh, nope. Well, what do you think? Let's get into a little bit of rumor mongering here. There's there's a lot of stuff being shared online right now. Some people yeah. are saying a new Mac Mini. Uh, some people are saying some kind of a uh, an Apple Media Center uh, to share your content. I don't know about that. Yeah, one. I I always think you've got to try and divide the rumors up between the stuff that people would really want and, yep. and the stuff that might actually happen, and then probably somewhere between the two is is what what you'll actually get. Um, so, you know, the stuff that people want, uh, I've seen stuff about the, the fabled Apple tablet or the kind of big iPhone, which is, uh, you know, the the guys who are desperate for, a, you know, a large touchscreen Mac are, are still clamoring for that. Yeah. Um, I don't I, know. I'm, I just don't see the market for that sort of a product. I really don't. I, I could be completely wrong, but I just, I don't know, David. Do you, do you see that people really need a, a big tablet at this point? Isn't that kind of what the iPhone is? Well, I think that – I mean that's very much my view is that I think they would rather develop the iPhone as a platform in the form factor it's in now rather than come up with – you know, um, that Apple's been down the road before of having lots of different types of machine. You know, I mean back in the in the 90s, they you know, they had a, a product line of like 20, 30 machines and it was ridiculous. It was very confusing and I think they've very much embraced the simple – um, product line, you know, and everything fits in very nicely. And to me, diversifying the iPhone into, you know, a multiple set of devices doesn't seem to make a lot of sense. Well, that was one of the things that Steve Jobs really concentrated on when he took over as CEO. He got rid of a lot of these different brands, a lot of the different product lineups that Apple had. And uh, when he first started, he had four boxes. He had the, the consumer machine, which was the iMac. He had the pro machine, which was the G3. He had... Um, what was it else? The iBook and then the PowerBook. And I don't even think yeah. the iBook was in there at first, but that's kind of what it was for a long time. It was those three product or those four products. 
So you had a pro and a consumer level for both the desktop and the laptop. Apple still kind of does that. If you really look at their product offerings, there's still a uh, <clears throat> a pro level and a consumer level. Uh, although I don't know where the Mac Mini fits into that. I, I don't know. Where do you see the Mac Mini fitting into to Apple's product lineup at all? Well, um, the Mac Mini is kind of the gateway machine. It's the machine that gets people who've got a PC to switch. They buy a Mac Mini thinking, oh, it's not a big investment and, um, you know, we can, you know, it's small. It doesn't take over my computing space. And then after they've had one for a while, they say, you know, I really like these machines. I really like the Mac experience. I'm going to get a different one. And then they upgrade and they end up sticking the Mac Mini behind the TV. And that's pretty much what I did. And I know several other people who went through exactly the same process. So, but don't you think um, that's think, kind of what the the Apple TV is positioned for, though? Yeah, but the Apple TV isn't a Mac. It's um, you know, it, the, the the Mac, the, the advantage of the Mac Mini is it it's a soft way into the whole Apple experience mm-hmm. for somebody who uses a Windows computer because they can literally, you know, say, well, I'm going to swap out my Windows computer for a for a Mac Mini, and um, you know, I can kind of make that work. So I think there's still a place for that, though. I, I suppose you'd have to you'd have to say whether whether the laptop line now, the bottom end of the laptop line, and sort of does a little bit of that as well because people are moving more to laptops rather than desktop machines. But but certainly the Mac Mini hasn't hasn't seen much love from Apple for a long time, so it wouldn't surprise me if they, even if they just replaced the internals and kept kept the case the same, but just brought it a bit, bit more up to speed. I don't know. You that's think that's kind really, of that's not really Apple's thing, though, is it? Do you think that just it? to keep it looking well, they, the same? Yeah, they've they've they've. I mean that they've done they've done that before, just rev the internals. I mean there might be some slight modifications to the outside, but I, I don't see it turning into a radically different computer from from what it is at the moment. Um, yeah. I think it will, you know, it'll be it'll be a variation on that same theme, um, and um, you know if if that's if they do anything with it at all, they may just quietly drop it if they don't if they don't see much market for it. The problem is we don't we don't see the full breakdown of their numbers. We know how many desktops and laptops they're selling every quarter, but we yeah, don't. But know. you look up on Amazon and you look at their top list, so the Mac Mini is always up there. I mean, it's always within the top five of all the Macs being sold at Amazon. And uh, yeah. that's got to tell me the, you know, at least in my uneducated opinion, they've got to be selling a lot of them. Yeah, I, I guess so. <clears throat> um, so you know, in, I, I I I do see a place for it. I do see it, uh, but I don't see it uh, transforming radically. Maybe getting a bit curvier and more more aluminium and black. To, that would be like cool. the other machines. But, what do you think of black yeah. Mac Mini? That that might be kind of cool. Yeah, black aluminium would be. Yeah. Um, I, I, would, I would probably want one of those. I have a Mac Mini here, but it's a G4, and the only thing we ever use it for is hooked up to a scanner printer. So if right. we want to scan or we want to print to something on uh, photographic paper, that's where we send it over to. Otherwise, it just kind of sits there and doesn't really do a whole lot of anything. Yeah. Which is, I mean, it's and it's great for that because it's got such a small footprint. I forget that it's in the room. I mean, it's it's yeah. so small. Um, and it, but you know, we've got a newer PC than that G4 Mac Mini, but the the newer PC does absolutely nothing. It it never gets turned on. I think it yeah. has a uh, a lot of spyware on it right now, so I, I literally have to erase the entire drive. And my wife has something on there that she wants. She just hasn't got it off yet. And uh, I think that kind of tells you where she's at with it. The 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 PC we have is a Dell, and I bought it because my wife needed a PC and this was right before the uh Intel Max came out. Yeah. 
otherwise I just would have got her a Mac and said, yeah, we could just put, you know, XP or something on that. Yeah. But at I, this I, point, there's no point in us having an actual physical PC box with, with the Apple yeah. machines. I don't need that PC anymore. No, that's right, because, they, you know, they, they can run PC stuff quite quite well. You see the rumor up at, uh, oh, who was it, Apple Insider. In fact, Legion 101 up in our Ustream.tv live chat, which, by the way, if anybody's listened to this podcast, join us on the Ustream uh, in two weeks and, and chat live with us during the podcast. He points to an Apple Insider article that says the Mac Mini's going to get dual displayed uh, support. Why does the Mac Mini, I would ask you, David, why does it need dual display? I, I don't know. Uh, I, I suppose a lot of people now like to have two screens. I mean, I do. Know, I they, love it. Yeah, I do. It. I I do as well. But um, but this is know. the generic, you know, crack pipe type of Mac. I mean, this is the one that gets you uh, become an addict. You know. Yeah. I I I mean, uh, the, you know, one of the other guys in the chat room, uh, Pat, has made made a point point about you know mini display port and that the, the was out in the new laptop so i could see them adding that to the existing machine um i don't think they could have just pure mini display port because so few monitors that support it at the moment yeah that wouldn't um, make a lot of sense because if you're going to get yeah. the mini display port and that's all that's on the mac mini then you're going to have to buy a display at yeah, that right. point you're more expensive than a base imac so i i, yeah. I wouldn't see the point in that at all I could see them adding it in for backwards compatibility looking years down the, the line because if you look how often that Apple revs the Mac Mini, we could literally be talking about 2014 before we see a new one uh, show well, up. Well, so. if, 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 they, if, they if, if they revise the internals now, it's going to be the same as the base MacBook. I mean, that's the way they've always done it. Effectively, it's the base MacBook motherboard on a um, you know in a, in a different chassis. Yep. So um, you know they could do that. I, I believe that the the MacBook logic board in the new aluminium bags uh, MacBooks is absolutely tiny. Yeah. So that would make a lot of sense that they would shoehorn that in there. And um, you can switch. actually play games on that new graphics chips on those too. Well, exactly. It would be quite a capable computer, and for somebody who doesn't want the um, expense of a laptop. Um, it would it would probably make make a, a fair amount of sense. Um, as I say, you know, at, at, at the sort of price point is at, it's kind of it's almost. I mean, you know, everyone's been going on about these PC netbooks and how cheap they are. Well, the MacBook, the, the Mac Mini is not a million miles away from that, those price points at all. No, and if they read so it with current specs, it would be exactly. much more attractive. Yeah, and and it is in that thing of kind of, well, you know, I can afford to throw, or at least people could afford to throw a few hundred dollars at it and give it a try. Um, that's going to be more difficult in, uh, you know, today's market where money's a little bit tighter. But nevertheless, I think it has a place. And I'd like, I'd, I'd certainly like to see it with a decent specification because um, the current machine is, is falling a little bit behind the times. A lot of people are still clamoring for kind of a mid-tower Mac Pro, somebody up on Ustream is saying. And I've been hearing that for a long time. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Do you see a, a a spot for something like that? I I I really don't. I think with the I think prevalence if you need of, a tower, there, there's towers available. Yeah, I think with the prevalence of um, with the iMac and the prevalence of ports on that, uh, and the availability of external enclosures for pretty much any device you want nowadays, I think Apple's strategy is very much you know not to have those internal supporting devices unless you go very much to the top end and you need to put RAID arrays and things in the, in the computers. Yep. So speaking of so external what? drives, uh, you know our sponsor, Otherworld Computing, is a great place to get external drives, David. And there's a pretty good deal out there right now. 
Yeah, there is. They're, um, they've got a deal combining if you buy any of their enclosures, uh, you can get a discount on Drive Genius 2, which saved my backside last weekend. When Did it my, really? Uh, yeah, my wife's um, iMac, she, up, she, she ran a software update and it crashed halfway through. Oh. Um, and basically it toasted the drive. Um, you know, the thing was just, you know, we rebooted it and it would get to the gray screen and just sit there for hours and hours doing nothing. I hate that. Um, yeah. And, uh, but fortunately I had my copper drive genius available and I was able to, uh, boot off the DVD and run that up and do a repair on the drive and bring the machine back. Awesome. So, um, you know, it's, uh, in my view, it's a must have utility and to be able to get it a discount, uh, and buy a drive at the same time from, uh, from other world computing is, uh, is a really good deal. Yeah, it's definitely a, a really good deal. We'll put a link to it on show notes 216. Speaking of Drive Genius and ProSoft Engineering, and that's who makes it, we're actually going to be at their booth Thursday, January 8th at 1.30 p.m. So check us out at the ProSoft booth Thursday, January 8th, 1.30 p.m., and we're going to be doing the Apple Quiz. I wish you could be there to, to check out what we're doing for the Apple Quiz this year, David. Yeah, I enjoyed it last year, but you know what? I'll be watching the videos. The time difference means that I'll be um, as you, as you're doing things, I'll be able to uh, to see what's coming out uh, as I come home from work every day. So, I shall be there in spirit, if not in person. We're probably going to be doing some live video feeds from the show. Uh, we'll have to see how that works out. Uh, originally, I was going to do them, but I don't think I'm going to. Number one, I probably don't have a whole lot of time to do that. But Sam Levin is using Quick on his iPhone. Okay. And so he's going to be broadcasting live. So hopefully he'll send me that URL and I can put it up on the blog site at MyMac. So anytime he pushes that live button and starts broadcasting, anybody visiting MyMac.com will see it. So when he does that, you need to drop a Twitter out to everybody so that we know. Absolutely. Uh, That's and we can exactly. go out straight away and get it. Yep. Uh, on Wednesday, the day before our spec, or I'm sorry, the day before our ProSoft Apple Quiz Day, we have spec. Spec is, uh, they make some really good products. Uh, I love the see-through cases. Um, mm. I, I've been using them for two years, three years now. Uh, I've been told by a little birdie that I might get a new one. So we'll have oh, to see. I, I want that. So one thirty, Wednesday, January 7th, we'll be doing the Apple Quiz at the Spec booth. They've just updated though their um, see-through case line for the uh, the new MacBooks and MacBook Pros, I see. So uh, those will be on on sale at the show, no doubt. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing those. You know, the new Apple laptops are so gorgeous as they are. I don't know if you really want to cover them up. I can kind of understand that with the silver ones because, I mean, you know, the, the G4 PowerBooks were silver like that too. So that yeah. they haven't really changed a whole lot, and you know, until earlier this year for what seven eight years so yeah. the spec covers were cool because it can make your iMac or I'm sorry your uh, MacBook or your MacBook Pro look different but with the new Apple laptops man they're just so sexy and black like that and I really like them so if it's a see-through case I think I'd probably want to get the clear for the new ones because yeah. I just like them so I, much I think the only the only thing is is that you know sometimes you want to if you if you work in an office with a lot of people with Macs, you might want yours to stick out a little bit, so colouring it up would be good. Yeah, without um, actually painting the case, right? Yeah, exactly. Um and the other thing of course is those cases mean that the the finish of the laptop is uh, protected from scratches and you know, I mean the the, the uh, MacBook Pro I'm using at the moment used to be my uh, my brother Jeremy's who you met last year at Macworld. Yeah. And he's he's really hard on his stuff and this thing has 
bulges and dents and scratches all over it. Um, and it could have benefited, benefited from being in one of those cases. Yeah, definitely worth the 35 bucks that the cases cost to, just to yeah. protect it. Um, one last or two last things I want to talk about, about, uh, next week. On Monday, January 5th at three o'clock in the afternoon, San Francisco time, we're going to have a meetup of the MyMac.com staff members, including the podcast people. That's me and, uh, me and Guy Searle. Moscone South. 3 p.m. So if you're listening to this podcast and you're winging your way to San Francisco right now and it's Monday and you got the time, come on down Moscone South. We're just going to have a meeting with a whole bunch of people. We're going to talk, chat, uh, discuss rumors. We're going to record some stuff for the podcast. We're going to have a good time. I know that there's going to be right now, David, it sounds like we're going to have a bigger crowd than we did last year. I got an email Earlier today from um, Hadley Stern, he's actually the publisher of AppleMatters.com. Yeah. And he asked if he could come to the podcast meetup, and I was like, yeah, come on down. Have fun, man. Sounds like a good time. I'd love to have you. So Hadley Stern will probably be there. Chris Seabold said he's going to try to be there. Um, Mark's going to be there, a new staff member. Uh, We're going to have a lot of people at the podcast. I'm looking forward to it. And I'm supposed to have... I don't know how this is going to work out because I have to get a hold of the uh, people at OWC, but my guy, one of my guys at OWC is lending us a portable recording gear. So hopefully we'll have that for the podcast meetup. If not, we'll just record it on um, a regular iPod with a little stereo hookup thing to it to, to give it a microphone like we did last year. Yeah. So that should be good. good. The other thing that I want to talk about, and uh, this is really cool, there's a company called Brehaven. Have you heard of them, David? Do they make cases and bags? Yes, they make – yeah. specifically for me, the last two years, I've had this crappy roller bag that I got at Best Buy uh, under 100 bucks. I think it was like 50 bucks to be honest. It was, it was not expensive, but it looked like a nice case. And the reason I bought that was because too many times I've gone to the expo with my backpack and I load my, all my stuff in that and it just weighs a ton. And I was not enjoying – you know, hefting this backpack around with me through the Macworld Expo and the showroom floor and booth to booth and open it and closing it and pulling stuff out and putting it back in. It just wasn't a good way to do it. So I thought a roller bag would be much better. I can pull it behind me. It's going to save my shoulders and my arms. And um, it'll be a lot easier to get in and out of. Well, the one that I got at Best Buy is just a piece of crap. It, it kept right. falling apart. The zipper would come unzipped before the zipper part, you know what I mean? It would it would separate. Yeah. And 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 not only that, because it's just this the the teeth part are just this really cheap small plastic pieces. Or they would get bent, so I couldn't unzip it past a certain point without putting a lot of muscle into it. And that would <laughs> mess it up too. So yeah. I wasn't happy with this. So I was talking to Sam Levin and uh he's got a friend, uh the guy who owns Brehaven and I, I told him about my issues, and I'm not looking forward to taking this bag with me again to Macworld Expo. And he said, dude, get a Brehaven. They've got a roller bag that has, like, shock absorbers built into it. You should get one of those. So I went up there, and it was like 200 bucks. And I'm like, you know, number one, it's probably too late in the game. And number two, I don't have the 200 bucks to, to spend right now on this. Uh, but maybe if Macworld Expo happens again, maybe next year. Well, Sam being the nice guy he is... He hooked me up with a Brehaven, and it's this roller Brilliant. bag. Yeah, it's really cool. Dude. So is, is this the um, the Mobile Trek WC? Yes, it is. Yeah. It looks yeah, kind of like a nice. backpack, actually. 
Uh, yeah. When you just kind of glance at it, it looks more like a backpack. And the handle hides into the back of the, the roller bag itself. The yeah. zippers are really thick, really well made, unzips and zips just incredibly well. This the the craftsmanship of this bag, David. I'm just amazed. Yeah. I, I and I don't say that because they sent me one for free. If it was crap, I would say you know I don't care yeah. if I got it for free or not. It's crap. I, I don't I don't want it. But this is a really nice roller bag. So I'm going to do some I, video at the Macro Expo and I'm going to take some video of this because I'm really impressed. I can see it has nice big wheels on the side as well, which is you know something that. When I've had these sort of bags before, I've I've got a like quite a, a quite an expensive leather one here that I used to use a lot, but the wheels on it are tiny, and so it was always falling over and you know skidding around corners and and all that sort of thing. And these look these look much better. Absolutely, I'm really impressed with it. It I've rolled it around the house and over some bumps and stuff, and um, I don't know. It seems real smooth to me, and I guess that's really the most important thing, right? How smooth yeah, it works and how easy I can get in and out of it. It doesn't fold open completely, you know, how like it would just lay flat and you can open it that way. Yeah. It doesn't do that. That's probably the only thing I, that I wish it, that it did do. But other than that, I'm I'm really in love with this bag. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Um, Very cool. Mark sent a link up on the Ustream chat exactly for the uh, wheel case. Yeah, I'm yeah. going to copy that real quick and put it in the show notes because if yeah. I don't now, it won't make it. <laughs> And and also I I I did see them at, at the show last year. I mean, one of the things that they're um, they're very much uh, talking about now is how they're you know they're working to have zero um, environmental impact. So they're offsetting all the all the um, you know the manufacturing and everything to to uh, you know reduce the impacts on the environment, which is also going to be a good thing as well. Oh, absolutely. And last bit of business I want to take care of as far as sponsors go. We talked about Max Sales, but we do have another sponsor for this podcast, and it's Posi Motion. They got you. Know, you remember those uh, little puzzles, David? Now you grew up in the UK, but I'm going to assume that these were popular there, where it would have these little chiclets in this puzzle, and you had to move it around till you got it correct. Some That's right. Them, yeah. You had those. Yeah, I don't know what they're called. Had like a pick. Had like a uh, like a like a. There was always one square missing. You slide the yes. ball around to try and make a picture. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Well, electronically, you don't need to have that one missing. You just no. you know you just move stuff, dra- drag and drop. Well, they have a game. It's called Shake and Bake, and it's for the iPhone. And it's PosiMotion makes this. You use pictures that are in your your library, or you can take a picture with your camera built in, and that's what you use. And you just shake it up, and it mixes all the pieces together. And you sit there and put the picture wow. back together. Um, it's actually a really good way to spend five minutes waiting in the line at the bank, <laughs> you know, because you're not going to break out a racing game at the bank, right? No. Uh, if you're if you're waiting in line at McDonald's, you're you're not going to break out. Uh, Rolando and play that for a few minutes, but this is a perfect game for that. Yeah. So yeah, very good. I th- I think my my son would enjoy this. Take a picture of him and then turn it into a puzzle. He'd like that. Yep, absolutely. So go up to uh, Posi Motion and you will see. I'm going to put a link directly to it. It's called Shake and Bake. It's a really cool application. I like it a lot. It's not expensive. You can download it and play it today on your iPhone. And I want to thank Posi Motion for sponsoring the podcast and. Uh, I gotta say, we use the money from that sponsorship, David, to buy shirts for the Macworld Expo this year, <laughs> and I'm wearing one right now. So anybody that's following us right now up on UStream, or if you go up to UStream and watch the recorded video for Show 216, uh, I've got one on. I probably shouldn't be wearing it. I was kind of saving them for fresh and neat and new for the you know the Macworld Expo, but 
I'm going to be sweating and getting nasty in this shirt next week anyway, so I figured I'm going to wear it now and, and kind of give a uh, sneak preview. The one I've got, David, is black with these blue stripes, two big blue stripes on either side. It's kind of a bowling shirt, and it has yeah. our logo, MyMac.com. So if you're going to be at the Macworld Expo listening to this, and if you see someone with a black shirt on with blue stripes and it says MyMac.com on it, hey, that's us. Come over and say hi. It should really help to um, help you guys stick out for the crowd, actually, because uh, you know it can yep. be a real sea of people there. Absolutely, and plus, you know, when we're at these booths and we're doing the Apple quiz, um, I think it just makes us look a little bit more professional to have you know staff shirts and oh, they're with MyMac.com, they're doing the Apple quiz there. Yeah. So let's uh, get back to the regularly scheduled programming before we wrap. This is going to be a kind of a shorter show this week, David, because there's just not a whole lot to talk about, to be honest. No. Let's, uh, we'll have to save it for next week. That's right. Comment. Uh, Steve Jobs is not dead, David. Uh, well, he's uh, he's not, <laughs> but apparently he might be, or yeah. he might be soon. In fact, I even saw one article yesterday which said they wished he was, uh, which uh, you know, it kind of just blew my mind. I I got I got pretty upset actually at at the way this story has continued to spin out of control. It's ridiculous. Um, it 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 really it really is i mean the the problem is is that you know people are commenting having they see steve jobs three four times a year when he gets up on stage and presents some apple products you know and they have no perspective this guy is working at a company day in day out he well, must they point engage to a videos from 10 years ago and look yeah. he looks so much thinner and stuff <laughs> yeah, well good lord hey. Guess, guess, yeah. yeah, guess what? I looked a lot different 10 years ago. Oh, good I, you lord. Know. You look at me 10 years ago, I was a nice skinny looking guy. Now I'm just starting to get fat and lazy and, you know. Well, yeah, you know, I'm the same thing. I had hair and, uh, you know, so basically the fact that I've bloated up and I've got hair probably means that I've got gout and God knows what else. I, I, I've still uh, got hair, but unfortunately for me, uh, I thought I would be funny and I actually bleached my hair blonde for the Macworld Expo, David. That's right. It looks like you see the ghost now. I look younger, don't I? Isn't that weird? Yeah. All yeah, the gray has gone out of my hair and, you know, it's... See, that's obviously what Steve Jobs needs to do is he needs to dye his hair. Oh, would that just blow people's mind? Go. So <laughs> it, it's, it's, you know, it's got, kind of gone out of control because, you know, people have been speculating for a, for a long time about his health. Yes, he looks thin and, you know, he had cancer and he had surgery for the cancer and that can, you know, uh, affect your lifestyle and your, your diet. And then he's a, he's a vegan as well, so he probably needs to eat a good steak every once in a while and he'd probably look a lot better. But the point is, is in the last couple of weeks, people have just gone, you know, oh, he might be near death. They're going to make an announcement soon. But don't you think that Apple knew, and Steve Jobs in particular knew, that this would happen when they made the announcement that he's not doing the keynote this year at the Macworld Expo? Uh, Maybe they did. Um, You know, maybe they thought after – I mean, let's face it, the last time this came up, he actually rang a journalist up and spoke to him directly um, off the record about his health to reassure the guy you know, that, that basically he wasn't, he didn't have cancer again and that, you know, he was in good health and, you know, and also they've been saying the ship can go on without him. It's not, it's not a one man company. No. And that's what a lot uh, of people don't seem to get that Apple is a big company. It's not like yeah. every single product that moves out of Apple has Steve Jobs, personal signature uh, seal of approval. And even if they do, it's not like he's the only person that has such high standards that work at that Absolutely. company. You know, a lot of people work at Apple that has a lot to do with the products that we use and enjoy every day. 
And to be honest, David, when I really got into the Mac, when I started MyMac.com and I was so passionate about this computer platform, Steve Jobs wasn't even at Apple anymore. He was at a company called Next Computer. You know, uh, yeah, I saw exactly. I saw uh, three CEOs in my time writing for MyMac.com. Um, I saw when they left and Steve Jobs took over. So yeah. even if Steve Jobs got hit by a bus tomorrow... Apple will be just fine without him. Let's be honest. Exactly. I'm not saying that he's not indispensable. Uh, I think yeah. he brings a lot to the table at Apple, but you know, it, it's not a one man show. They're asking in the chat room, um, what, what happened with Kevin Rose? Cause I mentioned before we started recording about Kevin Rose. Um, so Gizmodo posted this story, um, that, you know, that Steve Jobs was actually seriously ill and, uh, that they would be making an announcement soon that he would be, permanently retiring and it was implied in this story that he would be retiring because he would then be um you know not expecting to live for very long and kevin rose then posted on twitter oh my god this is terrible look at this story i've just sold all my apple stock and of course you know this is a guy with you know bazillions of followers on twitter uh, and you know he runs a social networking site called dig that is uh, is also extremely influential and i, I just think it's irresponsible of people in his position to uh, uh, really take it. I mean, Gizmodo has a really a, a well-deserved reputation yes. for pumping stories up to get clicks through to their website. And for uh, somebody like Kevin Rose to play along with that and to go along with it and to support what they do, I think is, comp especially as, uh, as he is, you know, I mean, he is an Apple fan, yep. um, an Apple supporter, I think is extremely irresponsible and really, really irritating. It really wound me up when I saw that. And uh, I lost a lot of respect for the guy, you know. Um, and I, I, I'm just – the problem is Steve Jobs is in, a, is in a, an impossible position now because unless he basically checks in with a doctor every day who then posts all his health details up on a like a daily website saying, you know, this is what, this is what Steve's heart rate and, and physical condition is today, he can't ever win. Because, you know, as much as he denies it, people say, oh, well, you know, he's had cancer, he might die one day. Well, guess what? We all do. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know what to think about it. Uh, we keep commenting on it, but we don't speculate here. Uh, I don't want anything bad to happen to Steve Jobs, but by the same token, Steve Jobs isn't Apple. Yeah. You know, they will go on just fine without Steve Jobs. Let's be honest, one day he will leave Apple. One day Absolutely. you'll stop writing and, and doing the podcast for my Mac, and we'll we'll continue on after that. Heaven forbid I get hit by a bus. I'm hoping that somebody else will take over MyMac.com and keep it going. I'm pretty sure it will. I've kind of made plans for that already. Just, yeah. as, just as well as I'm sure that Steve Jobs has made plans at Apple that if anything happens to him, it will continue. Uh, and, 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 you know, the discussion around the succession plan, people are going, oh, we must see the succession plan. The guy had cancer three years ago, right, which he survived. Do do we not think that the rest of the Apple board, as a responsible board of a big company, has already got the had the succession plan in place right after that happened? If they didn't have it before, oh, they probably had it before. No. I mean, this is a big company. Yeah. Every there's always succession plans in every big company. If somebody right. gets hit by a bus, if somebody gets in a car accident, if someone falls down an empty elevator shaft, they have to be able to move on five minutes later. This is a big company. And as tragic as that may be, and as cold-hearted as that may sound, 
it's just the way it is. This is a business, and no one Absolutely. business has anybody who's indispensable. Nobody does. And, and let's face it, the succession plan is, is actually there, not because people, you know, while people do die or have accidents or decide to retire, that actually most of the time it's because they get fired or they get ousted in a, in some sort of corporate, corporate, um, yep. situation where they, they want them off the board, mm-hmm. which has happened to Steve before. So, um, absolutely it's in place and, and, you know, this is all fluff, but it's kind of getting out of control now because people have nothing else to talk about. I just try to um, ignore them, to be honest. Uh, yeah. I agree with you about Kevin Rose. I think that was very irresponsible on his part. Um, but by the same token, David, he is a person. He's entitled to his opinion. Where does it cross the line that he's Kevin Rose of Dig and he's just Kevin Rose on Twitter, some guy? I mean, does he have a responsibility because of who he is? Or can't he oh. just have, you know, his own opinion? I, I thought that look you keep you, you you have your own opinion and you keep your own opinion to um you know to yourself and your close circle of friends if you feel that your opinion might be influential if you are in the public eye um and Kevin Rose is very much in the in the you know the tech sure. the tech world public eye absolutely he knows that people listen to what he's what he say and they assume because of his position um, and this is probably an overstatement of his position, but they presume because he, you know, he helps run a very big company and, um, he has a, a very big video podcast and, um, because he knows a lot of people in the industry, they assume that if he says something like that, that's because he has some inside knowledge. He's lending credence um, to the rumor. Absolutely. Yeah. And, uh, you know, who may, maybe he was doing the guy runs Gizmodo a favor. I don't know. I don't um, either. I think it was but, uh, a little responsible myself, and it, it does yeah. kind of, uh, I don't know, you, you, you need to watch what you say sometimes. Um, yeah. I catch myself saying things quite often on the podcast that I'm about to say that I realize, maybe I shouldn't say that. Maybe that's not really a, a good idea to say that. Um, I know a lot of off-color jokes, and I don't say them during you know, recording this podcast or when we're live up on Ustream, because it, maybe it's offensive. So I have to censor myself. When it comes to... Kevin Rose, because like you said, he has such a huge following up on Twitter and he knows it. It's a, it's a badge of pride for him. You really got to watch what you're saying. You got to really watch how you say it and uh, who you're saying it to, because he could affect the stock price. Um, Absolutely. So yeah, I, I'm kind of with you on that. Uh, Last story that I want to talk about, (laughs) just because I think this is (laughs) extremely funny. This is funny. I know what you're going to say. Yeah. uh, Before you say, I know what you're going to say. I'm just going to say one word, Zune. Zune. <laughs> you want to explain what happened? Zune of Doom. So Microsoft, with their incredible quality control. Unbelievable. Um, there's a, there's a thing thing just happened in the new year called the leap second. So yep. because because of the speed of the Earth around the sun, every now and again they need to add add or take away an extra second or two into the years to to make sure that we all uh, you know we all line up. And uh, Microsoft accounted for this in the most recent update to their Zoom players. And uh, at midnight on December 31st, basically every 30 gig Zoom that had been updated <laughs> right across the planet, there's probably about eight or nine of them. Yeah. Um, <laughs> They all locked up. All twelve of them. Uh, all, yeah, all in one go. It was like they've been <laughs> taken over by a by a virus or by aliens, and um, people start going, "Hey, what the hell? My suit's not working." And um, <laughs> it's unbelievable. I, I know. I I yeah, don't it, even know what to think about that. To be honest, it, it's just it's, retarded. Uh, 
Look, the, yeah, these things happen, um, you know, but it is unfortunate that Microsoft have been <laughs> spending so much time and so much money trying to reassure people that, uh, hey, their products aren't as rubbish as everyone assumes they are, and then something like this happens and really, uh, really kind of kicks them in the pants. And it was, it was very, very amusing. Uh, my brother actually has a 30 gig Zoom that I picked up for him, um, last, last year in San Francisco. Did you call so I immediately him? got, I did call him. I said, said, how's your Zoom doing? And, and because he's not been updating it, uh, too frequently, his was actually still working. Ah, don't so upset. <laughs> yeah, he felt quite superior. Yeah, In definitely. Fact, he had, he, I, I said, "You've probably got the only working Zoom on the planet." <laughs> <laughs> Happenings up at mymac.com right now. Uh, John Nemirovsky has a review of two mice. They're both from Targus. It's a Bluetooth laser and USB wireless. Uh, I actually have those mice, David, and I haven't used them yet. They look kind of neat, though. Uh, yeah, very, they do. They're, they're comfortable to hold, but I haven't actually used it, so I can't give my opinion. Um, but Johnny gives these high ratings, so check those out if yeah. you're in the market for a Bluetooth or a USB wireless mouse. Rich Lefko does the Axio Messenger Bag laptop. Uh, laptop bag, I should say. Uh, looks like a nice bag. And I like, I like Rich's reviews. He always, uh, gives a real world experience with these. That's right. Yeah, I, I'm the same. I like to use a bag for a while before I, I start writing about it. But um, they, I mean, he certainly liked this one. It did. Uh, you know, they are a personal thing, and he says this in the review. They're quite personal. So, uh, you know, they're different things to different people. But yeah. uh, he definitely liked that one. Uh, Danny Yankelo did Clean App Three review. That software. Um, I forget what the review was. The uh, score is 4.5 out of 5. So it's a $13 app. Might be something that if you're running out of hard drive space, this might be something you want to take a look at. I mean, reclaim some of that space on your hard drive. It's it's good. It kind of sort of rolls everything up and presents it to you and says this is where all the space is going. So you can make some intelligent decisions about what I've, you delete and what I've you got a, let's see, this is a free application that I've had for a while now. It's called Grand Perspective which mm-hmm. will do that, and it gives you this kind of a visual blocky look, and you just mouse over different areas, and it tells you what it is. So, yeah. for instance, I had a huge iMovie file that I completely forgot about. It was taking, like, I don't know, 25 gigs on my hard drive. That's a lot of space, David, 25 yeah. gigs. And uh, because of this file, this application, it's free, it showed me exactly where it was, and I just went and deleted it, and that freed up a whole lot of space in my hard drive. So that's... Yeah, that's another alternative, and it's free. It's called Grand Perspective. Uh, just do a Google search of it. Do uh, let's see, call it Grand Grand Perspective Macintosh, and you'll find it that way. Uh, David Weeks does an iPhone battery shootout. He gives exactly the same scores for both the products. Uh, Russ Walkwich did a Ped Three Auto Car Mount for iPhone. Um, the Ped Threes and the Ped Twos before them uh, by ThoughtOut.biz really good. Holders, you've got one of those, don't you, David? Yeah, I do. I have the um, I have the one that's kind of on the uh, on the, uh, the the gooseneck thing that you can yeah. kind of hold or Chad, put Chad on the Perry's desk got in front one of those. Yeah, too. that's right. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I saw this review and and I'm I'm quite tempted by the car one actually because I I could do with having somewhere to put my, put my iPhone in the car. My problem These, uh, is I have to connect mine to the, um, the the oh what is that thing called now the the drive plus play from. Um, um, Drive Plus Play, Harman Kardon. Harman Kardon, yeah. And I love it. It's the only way that I'll listen to my... I, I will not use an FM transmitter. They just sound horrible. Mm-hmm. Um, and the problem is I have two of those now. I have one in the Honda and one in the, the minivan. 
and I would have to buy two different car holders, and then I would have to run my cabling up to it. So I've always hesitated up to this point to get something that will hold the iPhone or the iPod in the car. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's I, I, it can also vary from car to car as well, depending on where you can you know where you can mount the, these things. This has a, a suction mount that's quite good, um, and uh, you can also stick it to the to the dashboard using an adhesive pad if you want. Uh, I, I I am tempted. I, the only thing that, that that maybe slightly puts me off is that I've always got a, different cases on mine because we're always trying out new cases. Yes, uh, and you know it, it, this this will probably need a fair amount of adjustment every time I had a different case on to try and uh, try and hold it securely. I've got this. Uh, I don't. I, I don't know what the actual product is called. It's kind of this sticky pad that you lay down, and it, it will not slide wherever you lay it. And then you put yeah. your cell phone or your iPod or whatever on top of that, and it, too, will not slip around. And it it works really well. I've got one of those. I got it as a as a gift bag. You know, a, a company gave it to me for PR. Right. And okay. uh, I never even looked at it, and then I threw it in the minivan, thought I'd you know at least check it out. And, man, it works great. How can you watch your video while you're driving if you've got it on the Because my name's not Guy Searle. And <laughs> for those wondering where Guy Searle is, he is actually, uh, as I speak, in Ohio somewhere, driving here towards Michigan. He should be here either tomorrow afternoon, tomorrow night, somewhere around in there. He thinks tomorrow afternoon. I think so, too. And uh, I'm looking forward to seeing Guy in person. haven't seen him since, actually, the last Macworld Expo. So I'm looking forward to seeing Guy in person. Um, we'll probably do some kind of a podcast thing going to the Macworld Expo, uh, maybe on the, a little video, you know, going to the airport on the different, uh, airlines getting, you know, that sort of thing. I think that could be fun. Uh, don't know yeah, if I'll actually post it. <laughs> it might be kind of boring, you know, uh, last two things up at mymac.com before we wrap the show, David Weeks has a review of three different iPod books iPod the Missing Manual, the iPod Book, and iPod, I'm sorry, I'm saying iPod, iPhone the Missing Manual, the iPhone Book, and the iPhone Pocket Guide. And once again, they all rate exactly the same. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess it's, if you like one writer over the other, get that book. Otherwise, it's they sound like they're all pretty much the same. Uh, Donnie Ankelo's Arc Mouse Review, that's from Microsoft, and it's... It's a Microsoft product, David, that actually looks kind of innovative. Have you looked? At I that? have. I have one of these. Do you have one? Um, Do you like I, it? I was. I was in Costco a couple of weeks ago and I saw one and uh, thought, oh, you know, I'll give it a try. And I absolutely like Donnie. I absolutely love it. It's one of the best mice I've ever had. Really? What's so different um, about it that makes it so good? Well, I use it as a travel mouse, so I have it with my uh, my work laptop. Um, so it folds it, up. It folds up into a, a very small thing. Comes with a little pouch. Um, but there's something about the form factor. It has this, this, I mean, it, it is kind of like an arch, you know, so it, it's quite high in your hand. It is fairly small, but it just has a really good feel to it. It's really accurate. It picks up on any surface. The uh, little RF receiver that it uses to talk to the computer, the wireless receiver, actually sticks via, mag via a magnet to the bottom of the laptop, of the mouse when you fold it up. Awesome. Um, so, you know, it, it's really, it's just, it's the sort of product you think, you know, if if if, Mike, if um, Apple did two-button mice, this is what they would come up with. It really is something completely different. Um, we got to give Microsoft credit. Really when well. they do something right, let's give them yeah. credit. And it sounds like this is a really good mouse. I'm actually kind of looking forward to uh, looking at one myself. They're 60 bucks though. 
And man, sixty dollars for a mouse seems like a I, lot. Yeah, I, th- I think I think you you can if you um, if your shops around you can get it for less than that. I wouldn't I wouldn't pay that sort of money for it. I think I paid uh, about twenty five quid for it. So uh, you know, probably about forty dollars. Yeah. Um, and it, and it's worth that, you know. But it's not worth yeah, it's not worth sixty dollars. Well, uh, I, I think that's going to wrap up our show, David. Um, I want to go watch a little bit of Blu-ray, The Dark Knight, before my wife gets home. And uh, we'll make it a short show this week because we're going to have a lot of content next week. Unfortunately, David, you probably won't be on most of it unless we can get the Skype working well, and you never know how that's going to work. Um, no, but but what I will be doing is um, I'm, I will be posting stuff uh, on, onto the blog side as it comes in from you guys. So uh, I will be reviewing everything that's going on. And, uh, and keeping in touch with it. Well, I appreciate that, and uh, so does everybody else. And for David and myself, we will see you next week during the Macworld Expo. And then after that, we'll be back live on Ustream on January 15th. So thanks for listening. And thank you for downloading and listening to the MyMac.com podcast.